working on um, some some artwork. It's a project that I have to get done because uh, the new single. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. So I'll be in the studio next everything. week. So I'm yes. to tell you and music, and we're gonna have a great time. Well, that's right. We look pearl of Marco's coming next week. How exciting! Yeah, I can't wait to see you all. I can't wait to I see you either. You Make sure you bring wonderful. me a shot. Yeah, yeah, I've got so much to share, and I'm loving the show, and uh, I love Pat Robichaud's single. That's um, that's just fantastic. Thank you. Love, love, love. Oh, well, we can't wait to get you in here next week, Boo. All right, my darlings. Well, listen, have a re- wonderful rest of the show. I'm keeping I'm keeping it on. I'm listening to you all, and it's it's really great. So um, you all have a good evening. And uh, thanks for um, having me on for this little brief hello. I appreciate it. Okay, see you. Uh, see you on Sunday, honey. Oh, I will see you all on Sunday, four to seven at the Cinch, benefiting AIDS Housing Alliance, and uh, I can't wait to see everybody there. Okay. Awesome. Have a good evening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. And you guys, that's going to be at seventeen twenty-three Polk Street, and it starts at four. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Can you get ready there? Or do you have to come and drag? Uh, there, there's a, a basement downstairs I can get ready. Right. A basement? Yeah. You know, there's that little downstairs, that little basement downstairs. I've never been over there. Never I've seen there? it in the cinch. Yeah, they have a mirror. Yeah, they, got, yeah, uh, they, uh, they have a mirror. It's, it's pretty nice down there. Hmm. Cute. Yeah, it's cute. They got a mirror in that basement. Yeah. I, performed, I performed there. You know what? This I performed there for the uh, second time. I mean, I mean, for the first time, and this is going to be my second time performing there. Okay. The, uh, the second time doing the fundraiser there. Because yeah. last year I did it. Now this year I'm going to do it again. Well, right now. What else are you doing? Oh, and um, next month, October 17th, that's a Saturday, I believe. Um, I'm going to be performing at the East Bay LGBTQ Youth Pride Blast of the Rainbows, hosted by Ira Space. Oh, hot. In Hayward. Not too far from uh, Turf Club in Hayward. Mm-hmm. So okay. I will be. Uh, I was asked to perform, and I said, "Yeah, might as well." Why not? Why not? Why not, girl? Okay, why not? <laughs> they love me anyway, so. <laughs> oh. So, um, so I have a question because I I'm from North Carolina, and um, I was wondering, did you all are you all from the Bay Area? Well, I'm originally from Los Angeles, born and raised. Okay. And I moved to uh to the Bay Area back in 1979, along with my mom and my brother. And so I've been living out in the Bay Area ever since. I don't live out here in San Francisco, but I live in Oakland. Okay. So. Okay. About everyone else? Leo. Oh, I was born and raised here. I was one of the few. Yeah. 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 Me, oh. Me too. I'm, I'm, I was born and raised here also. Oh, I love San Francisco. Like old, girl. I know. Yes, you are. Well, so I was wondering because, um, you know, because we did. So I performed um, at Pride in San Francisco, which was crazy this year, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and then we did San Jose Pride together. And San Jose has a lot less pride. <laughs> like, yes, it's it only a so, block and a half. It was so chill. <laughs> it was so chill. But I was just wondering, like, what is it like to... Because you said you're, you're hosting some, something in Hayward. Yes, like, I am. What is, what is it like um, everywhere else? Because I, I hear that California is actually really conservative. Um, yeah, it, it could be. But my thing is, when I do uh, certain venues... Mm-hmm. Not only I perform out here in San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, Oakland, Hayward, Sacramento, Modesto, a mm-hmm. um, few other places in, in, in the Bay Area. I'm just everywhere, honey. 
the crowd is always different i think depending on where you go it's smaller out there it's a small um, not as more rural isn't it yeah it it really depends and it depends on the the crowd that comes out and who's who's headlining like who's coming to see the 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 Mm -hmm. main headliners at the show like because i find whenever I, i perform out in san jose like the the crowd is always into it but they're not like as rowdy as they are out here do you feel like they're, I mean, because coming from, so I, I come from the capital of, of North Carolina, which is Raleigh, mm. and we have, a, we have like three gay bars, um, which are all drag bars, and, really? uh, you know, there's just not, there's just not that much, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so people are so hungry for it. Um, and here it's like there's a drag show I feel like every night, right? Yes. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Oh yeah, you can throw a shoe yeah. and hit a drag yeah. show. It's great. Yeah, drag queen. Yeah, drag queen. I thought of you this weekend. I went to Oakland Pride and it was. Packed. I did too. So I absolutely died. It's second to San Francisco. I mean, it was really pretty well attended. And there was a community stage. I'm like, oh my god, Cat should be on this stage performing. I was shocked to see you out there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I performed in front of like what was it, thirty thousand people. In San mm-hmm. Francisco, so. that that's the big one. Yeah. But for me, it's always like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all I always want more. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm never just satisfied with um, because I was thinking my friend Lila Rose performed um at Oakland Pride, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I wanted to do that, and then I was like, but you got to perform at San Francisco Pride, San Jose Pride, so maybe you should just be happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you do that. You do that. That like five year old thing. Where I'm, well, I want it. Yeah. Want she, you got a fire yeah. burning in your tummy. Yeah. I do. That's fabulous. I do. Well, yeah. I'm glad you've met Leo. Leo is one of the top producers in the region. Um, hit after hit on his collaborations, and I think he just gave me a list of his uh, yeah. discography here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've been working on. Yeah. What are you working on? Let's catch up. What? St. Elmo's Fire? What? Yeah, it's a cover. Oh. But, it, but it's an awesome version with uh, Jason Walker, you know, from New York. Mm-hmm. The guy with the really high voice, you know, and uh, on Switchcraft Records. And, yeah, I've been just collaborating with a lot of different uh, artists and producers and, uh, you know, some really wild stuff, you know. I just brought this little CD if you want to play some of the tracks. Oh, we sure do. You know, I, I'm proud of it all. I mean, the Mary Wilson is, is going to be phenomenal. Uh, that, and, uh, in uh, was Brian Ken on earlier this evening? He was, yes. Mm-hmm. Because he's the he's the hidden voice on Really Queen, which is pretty exclusive. Really Queen, I, I love it. That, I don't know if that can go over the airways. Oh yeah, it can. Where well, I don't see that on here. Where's Really Queen? Really Queen? It was really good. Number. Uh, oh, here it is. Number four. Yeah, uh, explicit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Play it. Let's do it, Tweaks. Okay, so um, Leo, which one shall we start out with? Really number four, girl. Right. Yeah, start out. Let's throw the trash out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, folks listening to us, uh, this, this track is called "A Really Queen." Uh, Philip Grasso and Leo Frappier, uh, with a hidden voice by Brian Kent. Yes. All right. Secret. Here we go.
Queen. You think you is, but you really aren't. The truth is, your pussy smelled burnt. You think you're here to work? Girl, your shift is over. Your corner's been repossessed on your doctor's order. You think you're pretty? You nasty slut. Look more like rump roast with a side of butt. You think you're fish? I can smell the cheap. Straight from the wharf, plastic crab meat. Pride Radio, plastic crab meat, girl. <laughs> Let's get Pearl a second. Plastic crab meat, girl. Yeah, what do you think about that? I don't Fresh know. What do you think about that? Well, shady. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I can't take. Can't it. dip that in butter. No. Nope. I think you could throw it in a salad or something. I new, don't know. new direction for you, Leo. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> what, was that fun? It was fun. We yeah. actually kind of just sat around and wrote some of these lyrics. They, uh, Philip and and. Uh, Phil B. Uh, no, no, Philip Grasso. Oh, Philip Grasso. Yeah. And, uh, well, Phil B. has the same sense of humor, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we all kind of sat around and started, like, just writing these lyrics. And how can we just, like, read some queen, you know, for the worst, you know, like, worn out, we broken Phil. down, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyway, that's how that song came about. Most everything else is usually a lot more uh, respectful and loving it and musically. Um, it's fun to be nasty sometimes. Yeah. And it sounds like you're playful with that song, too. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in hearing track uh, number five on the list, Trouble, from LaToya Jackson. Okay. Who's had oh, LaToya Jackson, all right. You know, you know, can't count her down. She's come back again and again, um, once as Toya. Remember that? A few years mm-hmm. back? Yes. Big Big dance hit. They didn't know it was LaToya Jackson yeah. in the very beginning, and it was like a top ten dance tr- hit. And then uh, last year she came out with some new material. I thought it sounded good. And now, is she back with new a new song altogether? This is um, a song that she recorded like in the 90s, re-recorded new vocals and brand new mixes. And it's on uh, uh, Jared, Jared Jones's label. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like produced a lot of the drag queens too, like um, Annie Lund's on and with James Monsoon, okay. et cetera, et cetera. You know. Where is he based? Um, he is based in Virginia. All right. Virginia representing, we're going to listen to LaToya's latest remix by the Sweet Team, which is you. Myself and Paul Brewer. Paul Brewer, you, we know him. He's a great guy. He lives not in there. San Carlos, not so far away. Let's check it out. This is called Trouble, LaToya Jackson.
Friday. That's Trouble by LaToya Jackson, remixed by Leo Frappier and Paul Goodyear. Um, hey, that one's catchy. I like that one. Um, what were you thinking when you got the vocals? Like, what direction did you want to take? We wanted to go really just kind of big, big room dance, you know, really kind of circuity and really kind of fun, but, you know, really kind of, you know, not that cookie cutter EDM sound, but a little bit kind of classic, you know, circuit house. I hear some nice hooks in there that are catching. Yeah. 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 Um, now, num track, se uh, track seven, I want to hear, because I haven't heard your mix of the Mary Wilson uh, Time to Move On. I know we worked on a track together on Mary Wilson's yes. EP. Uh, but this is your own vision. This is my own remix, yeah. And I go total classic house with piano and, uh, you know, just... And Mary Wilson, of course, is one of the founding members of the Supremes. And she's, uh, you know, she's seven, pushing 70, and she's as active as ever. And uh, she's got this new EP coming out. I think it's being released o um, October 5th, I want to say. So. Your, your remix is on it, too. I have a remix on it. We have a remix together. You have a remix. Uh, so many people have talented. Paul Goodyear. Yes. A lot. Of San Francisco representing here. Who else is on there? Some big names on there too. Like, can't remember. Can't remember off the top you, of <laughs> you, Paul. Those are big names. Uh, but it's a huge project being released October fifth. Let's check out Leo Frappier's version. Time to move on by Mary Wilson of the Supremes. was that Leo oh yes we're gonna sample that so this is the right track right okay sorry folks Mary Wilson time to move on going on tweak well we're back that was mary wilson um i love it uh melodic how did you <coughs> what did it take to find the right sounds to fit, fit her vocals I, mean, I just you know the the classic you know they call it future house which is kind of kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing because it is pretty a classic house it's you know kind of organ robin-esque type bass lines you know big piano chords um, big open hi-hats um, so that was just the inspiration. I really wanted something that was future house or 
Now the new thing is Tropical House, which I'm kind of gotten into, which kind of sounds a little bit like xylophones and marimbas and a little cha-cha for summer. We'll see if it lasts the winter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's come up. Matt Consola, your friend Matt Consola, is into that yes. genre right now. Yes. Um, Kat, what do you think of all this EDM stuff? I don't. I'm, uh, I like it. I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, I'm just. I just really like. Um, for I mean, for example, there's a band called Foxy Shazam, and they're like Detroit's answer to the darkness. And um, and uh, there's um, Eric Nally, who's the lead singer. Just just was on Macklemore's newest track. And, uh, and, you know, glam rock is my favorite. And it's just not getting the respect that it deserves because people, everybody seems to really love EDM. And, uh, and, and but, what, but what I mean to say is like, is like Eric Nally is on Macklemore's newest track. The track is awesome. And uh, you go to Eric Nally's Facebook page and he's got like 2,000 followers and he just performed on the VMAs. And I was just like, I don't know, it's a world that I don't really understand. Um, I, I always feel like I've never liked what's popular. Like, the music that I grew up listening to was never what my friends ever wanted to listen to. And I took a lot of crap in high school for listening to Marilyn Manson. And a part of that came from growing up in you know, rural North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, no, so that sucked. But yeah, I mean, and even like when I was on The Voice, my style was not the most popular style. And um, so I feel like I'm just always <laughs> like I, I like I like the unpopular rock and roll and everybody everybody's moving on without me. Well, to be fair, I think <laughs> rock is more popular than genre of um, tech, you know, than dance music. That's a, it's a small sure? niche. It's a pretty Are small niche. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like out of, out of a lot of the DJs that we've we've had on the show a lot of them actually don't like edm i feel like a lot of them like more of like the dance and more of the house and stuff like that and a lot of them veer away from edm but see it's all the same to me i don't i'm just i'm ignorant when it comes to that kind of music like any any genre that doesn't fall that doesn't involve a full band with um uh-huh. with a with a crazy singer yeah you know and hot pants you know, hot pants, crunchy guitars. Crunchy yeah. guitar. You know, I mean, well, I mean, like my 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 two favorites are Queen and David Bowie, and then and then you get into like newer stuff. I really love Amanda Palmer, and like I just said, Foxy Shazam in the darkness. I mean, I feel like rock is just uh, more resonates more with a large audience than the genre I I work in. Uh, I don't know, Leo. What's your opinion? Um, I don't know. It's just I think that uh, you know, dance has always been a kind of a something that's been considered second class you know so it basically when it started rising up and became pop music for a while mm -hmm. it's like yay it's like it's back in it's it's not like disco but it's you know it, which were like it just kind of took over the you know the music scene yeah but it became part of the mainstream vocabulary now so i think that people you know kids in particular can they can love rock they can listen to the dance for a while especially on a friday or saturday no night. there's nothing wrong with that but but you know if you think about you were just you were just saying rock is 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 better for like a live audience, but in but in reality, a DJ can pack a room with a thousand people, whereas a rock band struggles to pull a hundred people in. And I don't know why, <laughs> but that's what's going on. So there's definitely I mean right now EDM is is huge. 
And I'm not mad at it. I love to go to clubs and dance. That was a lie. <laughs> that just came out and that was a total lie. I mean, one of the reasons one of the reasons I love I love performing drag so much is that is that the audience is usually so susceptible to the kind of songs that I want to sing and do. Like I can I can go I would I was in a I was in a cover band for like eight years where we played like top forties radio hits and I was never able to sing the songs that I really want to sing, but like this weekend for um for Balançois, I'm gonna be doing uh, the Little Mermaid. Oh, fine. Yeah. I'm juiced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that so excited because fun. I know that the audience, like, um, you know, I saw, um, I, don't, I don't remember what, which queen it was that did Poor Unfortunate Soul a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yes! <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that's why I love performing drag so much is that I've never have I felt so accepted for, mm-hmm. like, what I want to do and who I am. And that's really beautiful. And that's a good venue. The Balance was been packing it in on Sundays. Nice audience there. I've heard they've been, they've been getting packed. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, since you, so you're doing, what song are you doing from Little Mermaid? Oh, my goodness. Part of your world. Yes. <laughs> I'm so right. excited. <laughs> Maybe there is something that matter with me. I just Why? can't imagine a world that oh. makes such wonderful things could be bad. Uh, my heart is my heart is touched now, Kat. That was beautiful. I can't wait. Let's go from the Little Mermaid to Saint Elmo's Fire. <laughs> yes. This this one I'm, I'm so very interested in. Now Saint El- wasn't Leo wasn't Saint Elmo's Fire a really big like um, poppy song it back. It was then? a huge. It was thirty years ago actually. It was number one for like three or four <clears> weeks. Um, it it's contemporary. Am I, I want to say AC? Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember the original band. To be honest, it was. Um, <laughs> it was actually I really kind of tried to deprogram that out of my head. Yeah, it was that Jason's <laughs> that long vocal, ago. you know. And this is this is kind of like my classic sound, which I kind of try to get away from because it's a little bit too kind of like fast and energetic. But they said you do that sound, that anthemic dance sounds so well. Can you just give us a remix because we need it for the package? Everyone's trying to be do the really really cool stuff, and you know you know how to make a pop band. So. Is it based on the original? Yeah. So I think we were, t- we were talking about the love theme from St. Elmo's Fire, which was from David Foster in 1986. Does that That's sound right? right. Now, I know that because as a DJ on the Dinner Dance Cruises, I actually had somebody request that a couple months ago. As painful as it was, I played it. Let's just give a listening audience a sample of what the original sounds like. Here it goes. All right. Well, uh, we, that was the music version. That that was the <laughs> instrumental. You just took me back. So. It, was no, that scary? Cat, hold, I, all right. Are you sweating? I know. We don't have any water. Oh, that was shocking. That's that's going way back to the depths of the '80s for me. Yeah. I'm sweating. Uh, 
I just my sweat. mom just gave birth to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Um, that was not the song that the new one's based on. But nope. it's the song we needed. Yeah, it's the song we needed for this moment right now. <laughs> let's let's play your version. Very <laughs> <laughs> emotion version. Uh, here it goes. the um how are you guys going to promote that one well that is being that just came out actually on itunes and on switchcraft records and it's uh actually it's a dj team visually original track and then they hired jason walker to cover it and then there's a well again a, a boatload of uh, remixers there's even some tropical house in there <laughs> but uh yeah that no that's just being promoted with uh through switch Swishcraft music. Isn't that hard to say? Sometimes that's Matt Consoler's local, another San Franciscan. uh, Well, not anymore. But he's in Portland now. He's Portland, uh, but that's his label. He also has two labels, right? Yeah, that and Bounce. Bounce. Bounce, right? Um, Yes. Well, that's a good one. Uh, They're all good. That one's really catchy. Uh, Thank you. What was your? uh, What were you thinking when you went into that? Like, what did you want? Well, again, that's like I said, it was kind of like they, I wanted to kind of do something a little bit more, I don't know, my style, but they said do something really energetic because you're, you've been known to do that type of sound and, you know, it makes uh, even uh, straight rocker girls want to twirl on the dance floor, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh, I never said. <laughs> I just said, I just said I didn't know, I didn't know about that world, but, <laughs> but see, the, but that's, that's the really wonderful thing about remixes is that you, you, you bring it back. Yeah. What did I do? Huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that song, I want to dance and twirl on the dance floor as well. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. So it's I did a. Real twirler. I like to I like to do um, just really self indulgent covers, and I did um, Starship. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, and I ha- I hired two of my drag friends to pretend like they were mannequins. Mm-hmm. And it was really wonderful. But I made the mistake of doing it in Raleigh, North Carolina, where they don't appreciate that kind of stuff. They don't get that kind of thing over <laughs> there for some reason. And somebody, yeah. I think the audience loved it, but some stupid film or like a music critic was like, and then she came on and she did this shtick. It's oh. Like, 
fuck you, it's theater. We're having a good time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's Raleigh. Yeah, you know. Well, welcome to. I love Raleigh. I, I, you know, I love Raleigh to, to our listeners in Raleigh. We love you. In fact, if you have any questions for Cat, call us now at 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. much better than their hometown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually really miss the city, but it doesn't have. Do they? In, did they give you the key to the city after you won? No. <laughs> I couldn't even listen. I don't know what I have to do to get on the front page of my local newspaper so just over their heads yeah yeah no they they no no there was no no nobody cared well you know you have raleigh and then you have san francisco Mm -hmm. where by the way yeah (laughs) it's been super easy to get press coverage here yes we are a loving city you guys are and i'm not even a native but i've been here six years but it feels like home does it feel like home to you, Miss Ladybug? All the time. Every time I come out to San Francisco, it feels like home. <laughs> and you're only a stone's throw away in uh-huh. Oakland. You're only a stone's throw away from the city. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, or a gunshot away. Uh, <laughs> huh. A mess. Yeah, but I love San Francisco <laughs> with all my heart and soul. Now, don't get me wrong. Oakland is cool, but... Mm-hmm. I feel my heart belongs to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Did you leave your heart in San Francisco? You can say that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How is your heart, by the way? Uh, it's doing okay. Um, I'm going to uh, have uh, go get a checkup sometime in the second week of October to uh, do a follow-up. And um, other than that, I- I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm just taking it easy and watch what I eat and watch what I drink. Mm. Because I almost had a little mishap one late night uh, when I when I went to bed, and what happened? Well, I guess my f- chest started feeling a little bit tiny, funny a little. And I had to get up and go to the bathroom two times, and then I went to the, my kitchen uh, my kitchen to uh, get a drink of cold ice water, and then I guess next thing you know, it settled down, you know, relaxed, and I went back to bed. But I'm gonna call my doctor. Just have a set up appointment on the second week of October. Do a you know do a follow up. So there you have it, Miss Ladybug. Well, honey, you take care of your body. Oh, I will. In San Francisco. High on a hill. It calls to me To be where little cable cars Climb halfway to the stars The morning fog Alright folks, we're back. House of Pride. Pearl, how are you doing, honey? Fabulous. And yourself? Doing well. We're wrapping things up now. Wonderful. Well, we want to thank Miss Ladybug, Miss Christina Ladybug Gilmore for coming. 
Thanks, thank girl. For, thank you for having me again. Always. You're yeah. like one of our regular girls now. <laughs> well, you might as well say that. I, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> we have the, the fabulous Leo Frappier in the house. Thank you for having me. Yes. Always. We yes, it. it's fabulous to see you uh, <laughs> again. And um, I think I'm seeing you Saturday, right? For us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See you then. Just showing that up. Okay. Um, come back anytime, Leo. I know you're super busy, but um, you have, as indicated by your, uh, your list of uh, releases, all of them are fabulous. Thank and I'm, I'm sure we're going to start seeing some of them on Billboard ma magazine charting on the dance charts. Yeah. One that we didn't play is already like number 26 on the uh, Billboard. Which one is that? Um, that is... Uh, Let the Joy Rise? No, it was, was That All It Was. Yes, let's Disco talk. Featuring Debbie Holiday. So when we were in Silicon Valley Pride, the House of Pride, uh, Debbie came over from the main stage and talked to us, and we played that song. That's an amazing song. It's a cool song. It's a cool song, and it's shooting up the charts, and uh, I think we'll go out with that. That's fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so, Kat, um, let's talk before we wind up let's talk about your cabaret show yes um so it's september 25th and it's at a super secret speakeasy you'll find out the location when you buy a ticket how um, do you buy a ticket god how do you buy a ticket let's buy one buy right now um so you can go to misfitcabaret.eventbrite.com and then it's uh, password protected because it's pretty elitist um, and the password is Sally Bowles, undercase one word. Did you just Sally say Bowles. Sally Bowles? Sally Bowles. Oh, Bowles. The, the main character from Cabaret. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty damn decadent. Um, we have champagne service, um, tea and crumpets and shit. And um, Eliza Rickman's going to be performing. I'm going to be doing a freaking Broadway medley that you guys have never heard. Um, we've got burlesque, we've got violin, we've got glockenspiel. Um, glockenspiel. glockenspiel. Come on, glockenspiel. We have, um, we have rhinestones covered in blood. I really hope that you guys can be there. Um, again, it's September 25th. September 25th, but I, go. I tried to get online real quick, and yeah. you have to repeat it again because that's a lot to take in. It Misfits is. Cabaret. Okay. Misfit. Can you spell cabaret. it phonetically like the other one? Or Do you have a pencil? Because <laughs> I, I can't spell things in my brain. Yes, here. Here, pass the pen. Do I have some? And the back side oh. of that card you yeah, can write okay, on. Yeah, okay, okay. So, okay, folks, listen, listen up. Here we go. Listen, because it's going to be really fun. Um, M-I-S-F-I-T-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot eventbrite they can, they can figure that part out. Yeah, and then Sally Bowles is spelled... S-A-L-L-Y-B-O-W-L-E-S. -L -L -E and that's one word in its lowercase. And I'll tell you what, listeners. If you actually do go right now and you use the code FRITZ, you get a special discount. And well, is, FRITZ. Is that F-R-I-T-Z? It's with a Z. Yes. Awesome. Or could they also go to your Facebook page for that information? They could go to my Facebook page. They could go to my website. I'm making it very available. Yes. Just like, not me, because I'm married. <laughs> I can't tell that joke. Yes, you're married to a super nice guy. What's yeah. his name? His name's Guillaume. Guillaume, shout out to Guillaume. Hi, honey. We met him at Silicon Valley Pride. He likes bow ties. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I, I met him during the last show. Yeah, he does like bow ties. He, does. he probably gave you a dollar or, or a few. Maybe. Yeah, he likes to give dollars. 
I like dollars. <laughs> well, Pearl, get your dollar purse ready because this Sunday is coming. Both of these ladies will be performing at Balançoire in the Mission. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, um, great. We want to uh, bring in our uh, last guest who had was stuck in traffic, by the way, Pearl Tees. Yes, I hear him laughing out there. Jay Eugene Banks, come on in. He is running. Did you win yet? No, Gary. It, he's running for Dugo Court. Yes. Pearl, do you guys know each other? Come no, on. we don't. Hi, Bo. Uh, while you well, we're reconfigurating this room, I'm going to put on um, the Debbie Holiday track that's shooting up Billboard dance charts right now. What number is it at, Leo? Uh, let's see. It's on that uh, number 27 on the Billboard uh, dance chart. That's up a few That's notches because yeah. when we were at Silicon Valley Pride, it just debuted in the top like 47 or something, something nice. like that. So this one's called uh, Was That All It Was? Dirty Disco featuring Debbie Harry and it's the Debbie mix Holiday. with Debbie Holiday. <laughs> the, the, sorry. The, the mix we're listening to is Leo Frappier and Phil B. Yeah. Fabulous. Check it out. Here it goes. I've heard about her. Was that all it was? Way to pass some time, a moment's everything, not worth remembering in the morning. Must it be so cold, like something bought and sold? Was it just a game? Would you recall my name if you saw me? One late comer, Pearl. All right, let's go ahead and get to the stage. Mm -hmm. But now, what does J stand for? Uh, 
Um, actually, um, my name is Aja Monet. Aja Monet, yes, welcome. on Facebook, um, I use J. Eugene Banks. All right. I've but, always wanted to know what that meant. Yes. Oh, the world will never know. Is, okay. that, a, is that French? Yes. That's a French nice name. That's a nice name. Oh. Oh. All right. Pearl, oh what, what's your birth name? Oh, we'll talk about that later. Anto- Antoine or something? I can tell you my birth name. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about why you're here. Okay, I'm here because I would love to represent um, San Francisco, Marin, and San Mateo County um, as the next Grand Duke of San Francisco. Oh, and the election is coming up. I love it. Yes. Yeah. When is the election? Um, this Saturday, the <gasps> 19th. Oh, my God. The 19th, and I need everyone to vote yes for Aja Monet. Where can people vote, Aja Monet? People can vote at the, um, the Project Open Hand, which is on Polk, and, um, and it's Polk and Ellis, mm-hmm. and um, from 9 to 2, and that's where I'm going to start off voting at. Um, the candidates have to vote there to open up the polls, and I would love for people to start off voting there. And then from 1 to 5, um, it's the SF Eagle, South of Market. Okay. And from 1 to 6 in the Castro and the Bulletin Board, um, between Magnet, yeah, and the, it's by the parking lot. Oh, right. Well, you guys make sure you have your IDs because you do have to be a San Francisco yes. resident. Yes, yeah, San Francisco, Marin, or San Mateo. Counties. Bring those IDs and vote yes. for, for Asha yes. And also, um, we would find out who the winners are at Coronation, which would be at the Wickham Hotel okay. on the 26th. And um, that starts at 5 o'clock. Um, the doors open at 5. And um, then the victory brunch would be Sunday, Folsom Street Fair Day. All right. So, Fabulous. Victory yes. Brunch. I love it. Yes, hopefully I'll, I'll be in that. So just remember, Aja Monet, I'm a very, uh, um, and I'm a very community-minded person. You know, I do a lot of history, LGBT history, walk, and the uh, Tundra and Pride that I help put together. Um, in the Castro, I've helped with the uh, Castro Community Patrol, and everything counts. So it's all about community. It's not about me. It's what, mm-hmm. it's all about each one, teach one be one because when we do that the whole community can connect and then the the people that are coming up can know about their past and then the past I mean the older the older community can learn from the younger community too so what do you think of that Christina wow sounds very interesting I love it because it's really helpful with my self-esteem um, the Ducal Council have, has given me a way to express myself um, and also help raise money for um, the different organizations that I was volunteering with anyway. So actually now I can actually help raise money because when I first started with the Ducal Council, I was I didn't have any money, so I sold raffle tickets and, done, and I started doing numbers um, like Blue Rolls and stuff like that when I, uh, when I first started with the Ducal Council. And now... I just want to um, just inspire people with you yeah. and just let them know that all because of whatever situation that you're in, um, you don't have to be ho-hum, ho-hum, get out there and do something and, and, and make a positive impact on um, amity. 
Yeah, then Friday we're doing a bar crawl from um, the Cinch uh, starting at 7.30 and we're going to be walking so if people want to come, come at 7.30 so that... Yes, uh-huh. And then um, it's going to be uh, LGBT history. Um, um, it's also going to be a walk also where where we tell about different things that used to be where the bars and and, 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 and then we'll go, go to the Encore on California. Oh, I love Encore. Yeah, I love it. And then Divas, and he, that's on post. Mm -hmm. Alexis Miranda, she manages there. She was an empress something years, no, not that um, <laughs> history right there um, in the Tinderloin area. Then on Charlie's, and then we'll hit OMG for Galileo's birthday. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. my gracious! That's a lot of, I'm going to be in bed by eleven. That's a lot of, <laughs> lot of crawling going on up there. Well, that's fabulous. Well, listen, okay. thanks for coming by, and thank do you. stop by again thank on House of so Pride. Much. I love you, Tweeka. You oh, really, thank you, honey. Really, um, um, had open arms for me when you were Mason, Fifty Mason. Uh huh. And, and I came to a bit there. Uh, that reminds me of that Journey song. I come to yeah, you in like open well, arms. You guys can follow him over on Facebook at J Eugene Banks. Yes. Yes, and then also if you want to find out more about the Ducal Council, you can go to SF, Ducal, D-U-C-A-L, all the information you ever wanted to be. So. All right. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys so much. Now, folks, do join us next Wednesday when DJ Shane Steele, Sister Roma, uh, speaking of which, oh, wow. and wow. Bianca Simone. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And Marco Middlesex, of course, as we were found yeah, out earlier. I have a full show to, uh, next week. That's a full house. Christine, you come by, too, if you're in the area, girl. You're welcome anytime. Okay. We'll tune in, you guys, every Wednesday here at House of Pride Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. at miniradio.fm. That's right. We're going to listen to more of Leo's song on the way out. Good night, everyone. Good night from Miss Ladybug. Peace.
promise you can't leave now. Again. Now we've been through this before. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Sick and tired of the same old thing. trying to get set up so my head's not together here yet, but we are going to have a couple of guests uh, from uh, California. So uh, we will be back shortly. Let's put the music on and uh, let me get my shit together and welcome to Rachel Valley here at the Heart of the Mission. Here we are. Cheers. We do that alcohol. Oh, what's Rock doing? He's living with his mother. How about James? He's gone straight.
Valley at Radio here in the heart of the Pacific. Hello, hello. I believe mine is. How about yours? Did you flip your switch maybe when you're cleaning it up? Did that happen? Is there a little push to talk? Why don't you take mine? <laughs> All right. Technical difficulties. Our first show in quite a while. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, we're here at Beatney Radio. Uh, Wade Boyd's here. Milk Crate Brian's trying to help fix my mic. And uh, we should be uh, able to, uh, I guess, sort this out in a second. Uh, Milk Crate, let's put on another tune and then we'll, we'll get this actually rather than running wires everywhere. Sure. And uh, so we're going to run another tune. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at Peony Radio in the heart of the mission. <laughs> and uh, we'll get our uh, ship afloat here in a second. Yeah.
right, welcome back to Racers Alley, and look, we got our mic fixed. Yay! All right, so let's see here. We got uh, Brian, uh, Milk Crate Brian, and Milk Crate, uh, I'm sorry, Wade here. <laughs> hello, hey hello. It's great right. to be back. I'm all scattered here. Yeah, so, hello. So, hello, hello. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at BC Radio. So, boy, uh, I looked it up, Wade. Uh, we are two and a half years in. We've been, we're almost, uh, wow. yeah. Wow, that's a long time for us to be doing this show. It is a long time for uh, us doing this show. And uh, this year, uh, I guess 2021, we're going to start fresh. And, um, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to have the uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association call us in, uh, calling in. Uh, Kevin's going to give us a holler and let us know exactly uh, what the organi organization's about and uh, especially uh, what's coming uh, up with the schedules and uh, what you exactly need to qualify, uh, actually. I think... Uh, don't you have an old inline four, Wade? Inline four, yeah. <laughs> I, I got one. You got one I somewhere. Yeah. I got. Uh, what's the age limit? I think they're eighty-two. We'll have to ask uh, the boys over there and uh, see exactly what the specifications. They don't let are. you run a boxer four, do they? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> you take my gold one. Oh boy, that'd be yeah. Actually, it's seventy-eight, right? So yeah, so uh, the Classic Superbike Racing Association is going to be calling in, uh, Kevin, and uh, also uh, later in the uh, show, uh, track days uh, down south. Uh, Dustin's going to be giving us a holler. Uh, there are a lot of track days going on right now, and uh, I'm going to try and get uh, each of them to give us a holler, let us know exactly what's going on with their schedules, their programs, and uh, you know, of course, uh, they all have different tracks uh, they, they go to, and uh, nowadays, I mean, we do have a lot of tracks to choose from. Uh, I think... Uh, Thunder Hill now has more than one uh, one yeah. way to, to run it, uh, forward, backwards, and the even and the extended uh, track yeah, out there. Yeah, two tracks. Two tracks. And, uh, Button Willow's having two tracks, too. Apparently so, and uh, that'll be nice to talk to Dustin with the uh, track days uh, to see exactly what Button Willow's doing. I hear they've got some changes going on, possibly a new series, and uh, like you mentioned, they got a got a, got a different course rolling yeah. out there, which will be really fun. So uh, as far as the race track goes, uh, you know, here in California, we're pretty lucky. Uh, we do have a few to choose from. And uh, I do want to get a hold of the uh, Chuckwalla Valley Raceway folks. Uh, I hear uh, they're doing a lot of racing. I think I just saw recently they, they had, uh, I think maybe their first race in February or something like that. And uh, they're fast, fast folks out there. So uh, they're, yeah. they're breaking track records on that course. Um, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to hear more about it. So uh, hopefully the next couple of shows here, we'll uh, hear from the Chuckwalla Valley Raceway folks as far as... Uh, what their program is and uh, all that fun racing going on out there. It, it's not uh, it's not close, actually. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the farther tracks going. Uh, yeah. It's in California, though. It is in California. If we uh, live down south, it'd be easier, but uh, can't have everything, and at least you can still get there in the same day, which is really yeah, cool. It's mostly like the L.A. crowd goes out there and... Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I, what I that's what I see. And uh, also, you know, uh, as far as out there, they got Willow Springs up in the in the hobby, so it's a little bit uh, different. So they, they got a few. And Willow Springs has two tracks too, the big one and the small one. Yes, exactly. And, and a uh, dirt track. Streets of Willow. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The, the little guys. So uh, it'll be interesting to see also if Track Days does uh, uh, Willow as well, uh, being down south and all. But uh, yeah, so we hope to hear from those boys. As far as uh, what's going on here in San Francisco, uh, we're still under COVID and such. And as usual, you know, uh, we'd love for all of you for, uh, to support your local businesses. Uh, right now, Tokyo Moto is still going. Uh, they're open Monday through Friday between 9 and 3. So if you need any service done, uh, Tuesday actually through 
Friday between 9 and 3. Uh, so if you need any work done on any of your bikes, anything like that, uh, please visit your local shops near your parts like that. Uh, Desmoto's out there as well. They're, they work on the Ducatis and BMWs, so it's always nice to know. Got a couple of shops to go to here in the San Francisco. Uh, as far as uh, tires go, uh, uh, wait, we still got uh, Moto Tire Guy up and running, yep. right? Yep. yep. So uh, you need any tires done, uh, give way to holler at Moto Tire Guy and uh, you know, make an appointment and get some rubber changed. You know, uh, like I said, uh, it's very important right now to support your local businesses. Uh, right now, as far as Yamahas, Berkeley Honda Yamaha, you know, I like a... Scotty and Carl, uh, they've helped me out over the years to sponsor me racing, so they're still out there, and it's, it's nice to know, because uh, San Francisco, you know, uh, we're losing more shops uh, every year, especially with uh, things even harder now, so, uh, you know, it's important to, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, support your local businesses. Uh, whoa, uh, talking about that, how's uh, Christine over at the Berliner Berliner? Uh, she's doing pretty good. Um, the, the bar is open again. They're, 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 they're pumping it. Um, they're they're open uh, four days a week, something like that. Nice. But yeah, they go till eight o'clock um, every day. Well, as far as you know, that uh, you know, the restaurants are starting a, a different tier here now. So uh, soon they will be able to open at twenty five percent capacity and such. And uh, I think uh, uh, actually uh, Milk Crate, uh, you're at Molotovs uh, every now and then. Yeah, back. I'm at Molotovs as a uh, tried and true employee and doorman <laughs> of Molotovs. Molotovs is open. Um, it's unlikely, I think, that even for us, once they do allow indoor, that we're going to let people inside because 25% capacity of 49 people <laughs> is not much. Yeah, it's um, not worth it, And we fit about that many in the parklet. But Molotov's is open almost every day from 4 till 9 or 10 p.m., depending how swinging it is. And once they get rid of that 10 p.m. curfew, that w they might even be open later. Nice. Uh, yeah. So come down Ooh. and grab some food from Berliner Berliner. Eat it in our parklet. Um, buy some drinks and, and enjoy the times. You know it's very, very important, to, especially now. To yeah, just try and have a good time whenever we can, right? <laughs> yeah. So what's the deal about the time limit? So That's as long as we're still in the purple tier, my understanding is that San Francisco is not allowing restaurants or any non-essential businesses to be open past 10 p.m. So you can go to something like a Safeway after 10 p.m. or a Walgreens, yeah. but restaurants, any bar that's serving food and is thus open, retail stores, all of that has to be closed at 10 p.m. or London Breed uh, sends the Gestapo at you. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess uh, that being said, they kind of for restaurants and such, kind of hard. So they gotta kind of uh, stop serving around nine and such to clear all that yeah. out. Exactly. The yeah. streets are dead by 10. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the bars on Hate Street are closing yeah. more around 9. And I know because at Molotov's we get the scragglers where they get kicked out of some place at 9. <laughs> and we're the only place that's still yeah. open. I've been changing tires and it, it's 6 o'clock. Everything's dead. All the bikers went home. Everybody went home, went to sleep, whatever. I don't know what they're doing. But yeah. yeah. So as soon as the, the time changes, it, it's going to get better. Yeah. yeah. Once the sun's out longer. And that, 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 that's true. And. I think, uh, you know, uh, hopefully as time goes on, uh, of course, everyone will get vaccinated and, you know, uh, things will get a little bit more normal. You know, that'll be nice. Uh, talking about that, uh, Wade, I saw uh, this weekend looked like a really nice ride out there. Yeah. A lot of bikes out there. Uh, it was really in nice. In California, we've been uh, rather blessed, actually, uh, with our California weather compared to the rest of the states who are all mired in snow or uh, other horrible weather. Uh, yeah. Boy, we have perfect riding weather. I saw the pictures. Perfect. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that's really, really nice out there. And uh, There's another one this weekend, too. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. I got tomorrow off work, and I'm going to go right up to Port Costa, I think, up to the Warehouse Cafe. Oh, awesome. A friend of mine, right you know, tear it up in Tilden Park. Yeah, that's a great, great way to spend a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah especially, uh, like I said, uh, the weather's been beautiful here. As far as uh, riding goes, uh, Wade, uh, you, you on the R1? or? Uh? I've been going back and forth, but, yeah, I'm on the R1 again. Um, blew it up. Got a new motor, uh, took three weeks to dial it in, and um, I'm ready to go. Nice. So uh, it's a, a, a proper motor swap then. Yeah. It's uh, it's supposedly, supposedly I, I got the bike, it was a 15. Uh, all the videos said, oh, R115, oh, it's the biggest, it's the best, it's the blah, 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 blah. And then uh, when I blew it up, <laughs> so... Uh -huh. Libri goes, oh, why didn't you say you got a 15? You should have got a 16. They fixed it in 16. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate it when that happens. So but I bought a 16 motor. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it takes, it takes care of the problem. Yeah. There you go. Drop it in. Call it a day. Yeah, yeah. it didn't look like, uh, I mean, when you, the, the picture with the motor out, it, yeah, it just, wow. Looks <laughs> like two identical motors sitting there, little, little things there. Uh, there's four bolts holding it in, but there's a lot of, there's some clippies that go this way, and the the clips they push, you pull, you they they, got, they come on, make up your mind which way you go. <laughs> and there, gotta there's go. one torque on on it, and it's on a starter, and it's the hardest thing to get to down under everything. You gotta you gotta be there, do it, and then build it and not forget anything. Um, Otherwise, wow. you gotta start, okay. start, start again. <laughs> yeah, I, I end up uh, it was a sensor. Uh, the throttle sensor, it, it was on supposedly, it w and then the light came on, and it turned out to be throttle sensor. It's saying that it's a throttle sensor. What? The TPS? Yeah, so you plug. take stuff apart, take it apart, take it apart, <laughs> and then look at that. Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> click. Oh, oh, okay, so now we feel better, right? <laughs> Got to put the whole thing back together again. Yeah, right on. Well, I'm glad to see you rack up and running, and... Uh, yeah, it's always nice to actually uh, have it actually uh, start up, and especially on a, on a newer bike you've had. Yeah, and oh, and so I get it all done, and so we're feeling really good, and, and it won't start. It'll turn over, but it won't start. It's a little slow, but, but it should start. And no way. It's got a cute little lithium battery, and if you don't have a new battery, it won't spark the spark plugs. Oh, my God. Uh, well, everything on it's electronic, so you had to have a certain amount of power in there. Yeah. Make so, it happy. so then I'm like, okay, I, 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 I got it and everything. And it's like the little, little magic box is just gonna work. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and so I borrowed one, and it did work. So I wrote it, and then I got a new battery. I had it delivered out on a ride and everything. We, we switched batteries right on a spot. What are you doing? We're switching batteries. This one doesn't belong to me. And you can have it back. It actually worked. We plugged in a new one. It's just, it's got plenty of juice. It's just, the uh, the coils are on the spark plugs. And it uh, it has enough spark to spark that uh, uh, used or whatever battery. It just doesn't turn over far enough. It doesn't have enough juice to spark the plug. spark plugs. Interesting. Huh. It was wah, 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 wah. And everything's electronic nowadays. Yeah, so and the, the other ones guess. go wah, wah, boom. <laughs> oh, oh. So.
so, so this one actually you have to have full full charge you can't uh, push it or no. oh yes well um you can push it <laughs> for a while. but i go no i'm not pushing it again there was one place where i had to get somebody to push me the other places the the at the at the um the first the first stop where we start from on the ride there's a little hill about three degrees over there and you can get a roll at it and it was just uh, and it was uh, your feet. fired yeah fired right up whoa but the gas station this was second first stop no problem the gas station there's one degree there's not enough uh hill uh and i cannot push my and and ride and run and hop on the bike with an arrow stitch on i, I just can't do it <laughs> so i gotta get somebody to push me which was kind of was no problem, but still, yeah, yeah. I w I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so I just believed in the magic battery. You know, well. it could be worse. I hear these new electric bikes, like the Harley Davidson Livewire, they've got two batteries in them. You've got the main battery that runs the electric motor, and then you've got another 12 volt battery that for is start. derivative off that, and that's for the headlight, and it also powers the computer. Now, a guy that oh. I know that took one of these for a test drive. He was doing a range test to see how far he could physically get on the bike. And he ran down the main battery. And he went and he pulled into a charging station and he took a nap and charged it for six hours, like they say. And he went out and the damn thing wouldn't start. <laughs> and he had to call Harley Davidson and they told him, no, what happened is since you ran the battery out, you also ran the auxiliary battery out. So in order to even get the bike to charge the big battery, you have to go have the little battery charged first. So he had to go to AutoZone, buy a new little 12-volt battery, uh, put it in, and then wait another six hours because the computer has to manage the, like, voltage that goes into that giant, you know, nuclear reactor battery that's under the bike. Wow. Uh, yes, modern technology. You know, there's always a trick, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting to change tires on one of them, whatever, anything electric, whatever. They're gonna, nobody's. They're gonna run out of rubber. They're gonna have to change up tires. Oh yeah. So you just haven't seen one in the shop yet, though. No, huh? no I haven't. Yeah. Also, you're, you're probably gonna have to use some odd socket, like the one that you never use, the number thirteen or you know number fifteen, because that's the cheapest. Yeah. Cheapest they can get the parts for. Yeah. Odd, odd wow, socket. this is a weird how they do <laughs> that. Think about it, Wade. They're only really wearing those tires out like 60, 70 miles at a time. So they got to take the bike out. You know. Yeah, they never really. Hundred times, and that's a lot of charging. But yeah. you, you've been on the track on an electric bike, right? Uh, once upon a time, I, I rode them the mile on in the dirt on an electric bike. Holy moly! Did that even kick out? It was yeah. It was the, their uh, it was a their Pikes Peak bike. It was kind of like a single, and a buddy of mine went out and he's always got a he's got everything on a on he's got a Honda. 600 whatever single and um, I went out in front of him and uh, when the black bike went by just like don't let the black bike win or, or get away <laughs> get away <laughs> we had a dynamite time um, his bike was really fast and it would actually out top in me but I could out corner him he would go by and go up on the high line and go like he's got horsepower and I came up and went right up the inside and got in front of the a in front of him at the apex. Linear power. Yeah, <laughs> that that bike it actually overheated before the finish line, um, 
if I, I got back in by turning it on and off and stuff. But um, yeah, it was really quick. It did 80 miles an hour. Huh, interesting. Well, they, they say that's going to be the way of the future. I guess we'll see, you know, as far as uh, what we'll do. I, I personally don't like motors. Yeah, and, and a, li a little bit, but <laughs> they don't work in free when they freeze. Well, you just got to imagine when everything's electric, how many more people are going to be hit walking across the street? You know, you don't hear anything of those little things, right? I mean, uh, you've dealt with electric vehicles, haven't you? Yeah, I have a little bit. Um, yeah, you can't hear anything. I've heard some of the, uh, the newer Teslas that are out have a little kind of like almost like a ringtone to the motor when they're going slow. There's a little like beep, 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 beep. I think the I think the council for the blind got after them on it because they're just so dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's the deal. At the races, you got to have a noisemaker. That's yeah. all there is to it. Well, imagine it's, yeah, you're walking in traffic, like going to the England or the Isle, and you look the wrong direction, and you walk in traffic, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I guess it'll be a, something new to look at. But uh, anyways, let's take a short break. We're going to have a... Uh, I guess I'll call in in five minutes or so uh, with the uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association, and uh, we'll uh, start from there. All right, uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Cheers.
say hey how you doing right on kevin uh, this tonight? is alex here over at uh mutiny radio here at uh racers alley at mutiny radio in the heart of the mission uh kevin mcgee with the classic superbike racing association we're on the line how are you terrific how are you guys oh, doing great we have a uh, wade boyd here and uh phil crepe brian's throwing spinning the tune great to meet you guys so uh let's see here uh kevin um I guess I saw you on Facebook as far as the Classic Superbike Racing Association is posted, and uh, I definitely had a bit of interest there because obviously uh, we're old enough to know when the uh, Classic Superbikes were out there in the late 70s <laughs> and early 80s, and right. uh, all of a sudden saw this resurgence out there. What, uh, what, what's happening with that? Could you give us a little bit of background? Yeah, um, well, there was a group of us out on the West Coast with um, pre-1982 um, air-cooled superbikes, um, looking for something to do as far as racing them. We're all ex ex-racers. Um, there's hundreds of years of racing experience on our grid, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, myself has started uh, racing with the AFM back in the mid-'80s, and I remember the watching the, the old air-cooled superbikes and a group of us uh, got together and decided to form a association, just some friends. And it kind of kicked off with, uh, in 2018 with an event with Moto America up at Sears Point, And we put on a race there. And from there, it's just grown with the AFM and, uh, of course, back with Moto America this past uh, fall as well. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, a post about, I guess, the Heritage Cup Series over at Laguna Seca. Yeah, last October, um, wow. uh, we we ran a race with um, uh, the national, you know, with Moto America down at Laguna Seca in the Heritage Cup um, to promote, you know, old vintage superbikes as a real historic component um, to what we what we ride and what we race um, with. Um, the national scene. So, Moto America invited us to uh, put on a grid. We had about 24 motorcycles wow. and a lot of a uh, lot of ex ex pros and on the grid and ex and bikes that ran in the original um, AMA um, Superbike Series back in the pre-82. So, so some not only not only are we older, but uh, our bikes oh. are as well, of course, <laughs> and some of them have a real historic component to them racing at Daytona and take it back in the day. Well, that's awesome that uh, folks actually kept their old race bikes and uh, decided all of a sudden to throw some fuel in them and bring them back out. Uh, as far as old racers, uh, Wade and I are kind of old racers, and uh, we believe there's no such thing as an old racer. You just keep racing, right? <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, it does surprise people that how quick the bikes go, and uh, when we're r running with the AFM, some of the younger guys um, come over and like, wow, those things make a lot of noise because they're air-cooled, right? Um, Water-cooled bikes don't make quite the noise that we make, and they're often surprised at how uh, quick quick they're going. It's, it's kind of like riding a, a modern R6 as far as the power and the weight goes. Um, but with, of course, without the modern suspension or frames or um, ABS or any of the any of the rider aids. Yeah, as far as that goes, um, you mentioned uh, you know pre eighty twos, and uh, so they're all going to be air cool bikes. Uh, none of them water cooled. That's correct. So we okay. follow um, 
the original Superbike rules um, up to 82. After In 83, of course, the interceptors came in and the water-cooled bikes and also AMA reduced the displacement size to 750 cc's. We do have a 750 cc class, but they are all air-cooled and our cutoff date is um, December uh, 1983. Nice. So yeah, we're not gonna see any wa water-cooled. We don't leak water. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess uh, so. Wade, uh, you run. I guess in Australia they have a, a vintage superbike class. Right? Yeah, something like that. So slightly different rules, but up to thirteen hundred. Uh, go fast stuff. I mean, I had to get an eighty-two to to qualify. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. You know, if you heard of that over in Australia as well they've been running oh yeah the the Phillip Island classic absolutely I mean that's a, um, a fantastic race the rules are a little bit more open there we limit our motor sizes to uh, 1025 cc which is the original um, size capacity of AMA back in the day um, I think the Phillip Island place what Wade's talking about is um, uh, you know maybe more modern forks and bigger motors, but I think the cutoff date still is 82 there, right? Yeah, it's 82, but the British show up with a million dollar package. <laughs> it's totally different <laughs> from, from what, we're, what you're talking about. Uh, there's no million dollar packages on our grid. There it's you about go, good. a good time and celebrating yeah. some old motorcycles. There you go. I got a KZ1000 and I couldn't find a million dollar package. Yeah. <laughs> But I, yeah, I made it look good. It's at Eric's place. I'm sort of sponsoring him with it, but it's not going anywhere except where it's going to get raced. And uh, well, our grid's perfect for a KZ1000. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So as far as uh, joining the Classic Superbike Racing Association, how does one go about doing that? Well, the entry the entry is pretty easy. <laughs> you can sign up on uh, Facebook um, at Classic Racing. Uh, uh, classic Superbike Racing Association there. Um, it's just a community of friends that got together. Um, there's no real uh, barrier to entry. And then, of course, you become a uh, AFM member and um, go through their new rider school if you haven't raced before or you haven't raced in a long enough period of time to use a new rider school. Um, and then you're on the grid, and we're all there to help. We do um, our guys to help out with the new rider school there um, so we always have one of the older classic super bikes in the new rider school with afm to help out anyone that um, uh, well we help out the modern guys as well as helping out anyone that comes in with a newer super bike but um, it's pretty easy to join uh, you need a, a pre-82 air-cooled bike under 1025 cc's you get twin a triple a four-cylinder, a lot of Japanese Hondas, Kawasaki's, and Suzuki's are on the grid, of course. Um, but we also have a Moto Guzzi, um, okay. and we have a Yamaha. Ah, okay. Um, so it's pretty diverse. Um, it's really about going out there and having fun. That's awesome. Uh, I, I was out there, uh, well, I guess a couple of years ago now, and uh, yeah, I remember getting passed by a, a, a classic superbike and a Great sound, and uh, I, I do love looking at the bikes because uh, they're all sorted nicely. And, uh, yeah, it looks it lo they look great, and uh, I do hope to see them out there again this year. As far as uh, schedules, do you have a, a set race schedule this year, or, or uh, 
you attach yeah, with other do. clubs? Um, absolutely. So the AFM, uh, which is a fantastic race organization, whether you want, uh, want to ride an old super bike or ride a modern uh, modern bike, I mean, they got their arms open and they're so available. But we approached the AFM uh, a couple of years ago, uh, made arrangements with them to get our own grid. And we have now, as of uh, 2020, and then going forward to 2021, we have what we call the uh, Saturday Superbike Shootout. And so on Saturdays, we run a race for uh, our vintage our vintage Superbikes. And um, it follows the AFM schedule with our first event being round one down at Button Willow uh, on April 19th through the 21st. So we got Friday practice, uh, Saturday practice and racing, our Superbike shootout. And then on Sunday, many of us ride in the, depending on if yours or your uh, listeners are familiar with it, we ride in the vintage race on Sunday with the AFM. And then also there's a class called Super Diner and uh, 50 le- Legacy are the bikes are um, legal to run in. So you can do a ton of racing. Wow, that's you know, great, yeah. yeah. Um, Sounds but good. more importantly, it's the Saturday night hanging out with friends. That's right. <laughs> That's what Wade always says. At the all, racetrack. You know, all the funs at the racetrack at the, after the races, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the other, the Heritage Cup Series, you, you just tag on with them uh, when they come into town? Yeah, so Moto America um, had the Heritage Cup uh, Series 2020. Um, unfortunately, COVID hit, right, and affected everything. Mm-hmm. So it was didn't get quite the traction we were hoping for, but we had a fantastic event down at Laguna Seca. And we're hoping that in 2021, although the, certainly the deal has not been done, that we'll be back with Moto America as well. But basically the Classic Superbike Racing Association is kind of a plug and play grid for any race organization, um, whether it be um, Wira or could drag us in there, or AMA, or I mean, excuse me, um, Moto America, Arma, anyone can, you know, we're, we're pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> we just like to race our bikes and have a good time. Yeah, and uh, whoever lets you in, kind of like the uh, Sidecar Racing <laughs> Association, uh, if you can get in, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you've got extra time, uh, definitely go out there and do it. Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah, we don't have an extra wheel, but um, <laughs> I uh, can like you the Sidecar <laughs> guys do. And we are pretty tied to the AFM. I mean, AFM has such great history being the oldest racing club in the um, in the country. They have just amazing history. And everyone who is anyone that wins the world championships, obviously uh, um, national level, all race in the AFM and still do it. So, so we're proud to be associated with the AFM. I think that's just, couldn't, couldn't ask for a better club. For so sure. Uh, for our listeners out there, uh, AFM is the uh, Federa- uh, American Federation of Motorcyclists. Uh, it's been here in California. Uh, I think it was probably it's the oldest one here, right, Wade? Yeah. As far as uh, clubs? Yeah, the, what used to be a north and south, but the south went one way. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually since the late, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, uh, but it's since the late uh, 50s, and it's the oldest club in the country. And they've been operating continually. Uh, since then. Cool. Yeah, I, I believe uh, I believe you're correct, and uh, all 
also, like you mentioned, uh, the phenomenal racers have come out of the organization. And uh, yeah, Wade and I have been, been I think anyone who's, who's raced here in the, uh, this part of the States has been part of the AFM at one point yeah, or another. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely a great or organization. And like I always say, uh, support your turn workers out there because they're the ones who actually <laughs> make everything run. Without them. You know, you don't have to race to be involved. They have uh, memberships that are just simply to be fans. Um, you can get involved by doing turn working. Um, yes, support the turn workers. We For don't sure. get to race unless we have turn workers. So <laughs> um, they're a key component to um, any race. Exactly. Um, but, you know, you can be involved with uh, registration, uh, uh, benevolent booth, uh Turn working, crash truck, unfortunately, and all kinds of things. <laughs> to be involved with the AFM, you don't have to go out there. And uh, it's great for uh, watching closed action uh, racing as well as, uh, you know, uh, by getting involved as well, uh, you can decide if it's for you or not if you decide to go out racing in the future. And it's great to see everything up close. Also, the camaraderie, basically, all the pits, like you mentioned earlier, Kevin, uh, all you guys uh, stick together with the super bikes, uh, help each other out, and of course, uh, want to do whatever you can to uh, make the club grow and uh, make it fun as you can, right? Well, motorcycles are a passion, right? And it's <laughs> a lifestyle and a passion for many of us. So, yeah, we want to we see someone that's new or we want to wrap our arms around them uh, at six feet distance <laughs> uh, at the moment. <laughs> but we want to <laughs> help them out and uh, uh, make them experience uh, motorcycling to its fullest extent. I mean, it's wow, it's being on a racetrack, whether you do track days, which are fantastic, or you want to go, you know, bar to bar with people, um, it's the safest place to do it, not on the streets. For sure. And uh, things are getting more crowded as we get older and older as well. So that, that being said, uh, Kevin, as far as uh, track days, uh, as far as the Classic Superbike Racing Association, um, you, uh, I guess you can qualify for any track days at, at, at any of the courses, correct? Oh, ab absolutely. And many of our, some of our guys were just down at Willow Springs um, testing um, over this uh, past past weekend. They had a, nice. a track day down there. So, yeah, you'll see the, the, uh, the bikes out there. And, uh, we have a couple competitors that started in track days with old uh, motorcycles. The instructors actually notice them and say, wow, you guys are going pretty fast on these old <laughs> rickety things, um, and suggested that they contact us. So, yeah, they've, they've joined the, the, uh, the fray, so to speak, and uh, cool. become members. Well, I think that's great, and uh, yeah, I'll have to see if I can dig up a classic bike out there, and uh, hopefully we can get Wade out there running as well. Uh, I guess you mentioned your first race is going to be in April? Yes, uh, AFM round one. Um, and it's uh, on Saturday the 20th will be our first race at Buttonmore for the season. Um, it's uh, six to seven rounds this year for AFM. And then we'll see what else uh, transpires. It doesn't take a lot to get out there on the bike, Wade. There you Wire go. that <laughs> thing up, put a belly pan on it, and let's go. We don't, uh, you know, we don't need uh, super high horsepower bikes. It's fashion to ride. There you go. That's, that's, I, I could do that. Uh, Wade, will the go Moto Guzzi actually uh, sell bikes? Yeah, that or the KZ. Looks like he's got a couple of bikes there, Kevin. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom Montano, uh, one of the uh, continuing oldest, uh, not oldest age-wise, but uh, racers <laughs> with the AFM, 
has been riding a Moto Guzzi. We found uh, riding a Moto Guzzi for um, Andrew Gray and Guzzi Nerd. Um, we had three Moto Guzzis on the grid down at Laguna Seca. They're a regular uh, a regular brand on the grid. So we uh. had uh, we also had a Ducati. It's been running old Panta, you know, an air cooled <laughs> Panta or something. Oh, that's so definitely classic. Yeah, we, we're not uh, we're not exclusive at all. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, cool. I think. Uh, Wade does have a couple of bikes he can run. And, uh, yeah, as far as the AFM, I think that's great. Uh, I hope to get some of those folks calling in and uh, giving us a rundown of the organization as well in the, in the near future. That way we can spread. Uh, Racers Alley, basically, I want to get, uh, you know, as much coverage for anyone out there in the motorcycle industry and, uh, you know, uh, try to keep us going, especially in these hard COVID times. And uh, I do hope to be out there, uh, AFM. I don't know if I'm going to be out there in March or April, uh, but uh, I do have my uh, – be running the R1 again this year, uh, so that'll be. <laughs> hey, I heard. Did you run the R1 uh, in the Hooligans race at Carson City? No. Oh, yeah, I did. On the flat track? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, that's a different R1, but yeah, I did. I did that. So um, I was out there with my son. We were running uh, the flat track at Carson City, and we said. Who is this crazy guy on an R1 trying to run flat track? It was two of us on R1s, actually. <laughs> we, we were holding up the back of the pack, uh, and then and then they 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 were they were banging handlebars on twins. They're they're big, bulky, and and they fell down. And man, we scattered. You don't want us running into you. <laughs> it was impressive to watch you guys on the R on the R1s because. Once they did get hooked up on that little short dirt oval, it went pretty good. It just was getting it around the corner, huh? Yeah. And so so I, I found out on that one, that was the one that I actually fell off on that one. Um, I cut my handlebars to where I could turn it as far as it'll go, and there is nothing else. And so I was sliding it in, and I ran out of steering lock. And uh. I, I go, well, oh, it's, it'll turn the wheel or something. No spit me over the handlebars like I was a fly on the back of it. <laughs> I landed right in front of him. It's like, oh, you better stop. So I stopped. Um, I did minimum damage, but it didn't run right, and I had to go back and fix it. And So I decided, well, it was a good test, and it was a good practice, but I'm going to uh, now just do half miles and miles on it. <laughs> it looked a little big on a short track. Yeah, I, that was first gear. Get a bump plug to oh, you can do wop 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 wop. I got this one person goes, yeah, it sounded really good. I was, I had, to, I was, it was the Santa Rosa. I wrote it also. I was, oh, okay. I was working uh, on how much low end can I get out of it, but this guy kept drag racing as soon as he got halfway on a straightaway. So, and we would go whoa, and then just explode because I had a lot more than he did, and it, it would spin. And then you had to back off, and then it would light up again as it caught traction. And then you had to slow down. So Have I you decided it's a low die cycle bowl. You need a groove track. I mean, I don't know about a cushion track on an R1, but how about a groove track? Uh, I, I haven't I haven't done the, the low die yet. Um, I did I did their their half mile, which actually wasn't a half mile, but it was like low die. It was a it's a oval. It's it's a short. Um, round, and yeah, I did good on that, um, but yeah, I decided not to take it out to Lodi, um, it's really hard out it's there, <laughs> really hard, 
Um, but I took it to a half mile at, uh, where was that? Um, was up north, uh, three miles up north. Uh, no, way up, way up. I, I did one, uh, was a, and it was a cushion. What was that cushion? I ran these tires. Anything street legal is okay. I go, I don't know. I just, I got this knobby looking street legal tire. <laughs> and I, I, I got, I read the thing. I got there late. I missed practice. Ah, I don't need practice. I started on the back row. And I go, we'll find out where it is. And we got out and turned, coming out of turn two. There was three of us. Slow guy and, the, and that's two fast guys behind him. And my throttle was endless, so I used it. I'm coming out of turn three, and I go, I think somebody's driving. You shouldn't, don't be drafting me, not ride by now. <laughs> and I totally roosted him with pedals and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, he, he splashed me at the end, and I, uh, I went up later at the, after a one, and I asked, are these tires still legal? They go, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're okay. Everybody, everybody, everybody is sprayed. You well, got bead blasting on an R1's pedal is a little bit different. Yeah, but nobody's also used to, like uh, Ascot used to, was good for it. You had to run protection, or you got sandblasted. Nobody's nowadays has done that at all, and they all got it. Even I was, the video, I watched a video on it, and the video was the guy that was in last place. He even said, wah, 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 this guy roosted me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just living, leaving big old trails everywhere. Yeah. Well, I bring I bring up the flat track because, you know, that's what our bikes are. They're they're you know handlebar, wide handlebar kind of super bikes that were, you know, really born out of the flat track scene. And a lot of the racers like, uh, um, you know, Eddie and Eddie Wayne, Lawson, they yeah. all started <laughs> on flat track. So yeah. it's a it's a great it's a great transition for you, Wade. Just uh, forget the R1. <laughs> Get the KZ, put your Flanders bars on that thing, and, and come out and send it with us. There we go. Well, I, 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 okay. I think you may be seeing him out there, I, I bet you. But not only know <laughs> yeah. we have some bikes, uh, we'll, we'll be out there. We're, I plan on being out in the AFM races this year as well, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, run across each other. Kevin. That would be really yeah. cool. And, that would uh, be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. I'd like to uh, definitely call back. Uh, let us know how the season's going, and uh, I'll definitely keep in touch. Uh, as far as folks that want to be able to get a hold of you, uh, can you give us a contact on the year, how, how they can do that? Uh, it's probably best through Facebook and uh, just joining our joining our group there, and then you can uh, message us through um, uh, Classic Superbike Racing Association uh, on Facebook. Okay. Um, so. We do have also a website, which is um, – csra.us uh, so csra.us there's um, telephone numbers and contact information on the contact page on the website as well. Awesome. Alright. I will definitely uh, also put that uh, uh, information on the Racers Alley uh, page as well and uh, anyone uh, gets a hold of us I'll definitely send them your way and uh, Kevin thank you very much for calling in and like I said I hope to see you out there on the AFM and uh, uh, Wade as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about our uh, group. You guys have a great show, and um, uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome, Kevin, and we'll, we'll definitely talk soon. Right on. All right. Right on. Bye -bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Right on. That was uh, Kevin from Classic Superbike Racing Association, and uh, very good information there, and uh, hopefully I'll get you some more information on our 
Racer Valley Facebook page. So uh, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, Milk Crate's going to put on some tunes. Uh, what do we got here, Milk Crate? Before we put anything on, I have an announcement to make that I just heard from my friend Emily, which is our friend Katie Wakeman is engaged. Ooh. And this Ooh, next boy. song hey. is for her. <laughs> oh, hey. holy moly. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Racer Valley here in the heart of the mission, uh, Mutiny Radio. And uh, boy, uh, I guess uh, we're going on, uh, I was saying earlier it was our second and a half year, but I think it's actually our third and a half year. Jeez, uh, it's been that long. It has been that long. Uh, when we started, I forgot, Wade, remember we only had an hour show. So by the time we got warmed up, we had to shut her down. So, so we, we were on a while. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, a couple of years. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. We should have a guest on the phone. Can you say hello? Hello. Dustin, all right. Well, uh, 
Welcome to our show, uh, Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio, Dustin. Uh, for our listeners out there, Dustin's calling in. He's from uh, Track Days, correct? Correct, yeah. Uh, Southern California. So Track Days, uh, I believe you guys work out of Button Willow, correct? Yeah, we do a most of our events at Button Willow, but we also come up sort of your way. We go to Vegas. Ooh, nice. Ooh. So, uh, Dustin, I, uh, I, I was reading about you on the Facebook here. Uh, you, uh, you've been running track days since, uh, well, a couple of years now, correct? Uh, yeah, 2001? A couple of decades, actually. We started in 2000. 2000, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Awesome. So, uh, back then, I mean, track days were, there, there wasn't as many as there are now. Uh, have you noticed a difference over the years as far as? Uh, yeah, I mean, when we started, 